All right, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Football Podcast. And not just another episode, episode number 100. <laughs> yeah, the crowd loves it. The crowd loves it. The fans love it. Armin loves it. Zach loves it. I love it. Okay, episode 100. I said last episode, it's kind of hard to believe. I, I went back and listened to episode number one just for like, okay, where are we at now? And like, <laughs> what have we accomplished over 100 episodes? And like, man, what a what a difference. Like, I, obviously we talked about like that first little bit was a feeling out process, trying to figure it out. More or less was kind of just us like talking about, you know, fantasy football stats, throwing out some, and it was off season stuff too. So it wasn't really in the nitty gritty, but then we started doing our, you know, our game show stuff, fast and furious right off the hop. And man, it's, it's been a, it's been a fun, fun ride, but uh, episode 100, we got a couple fun things in, in store here. We're going to do our normal stuff, our normal quick question, our normal, you know, I added this a little added that, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, then we have a fun game show, a little throwback to our very first ever game show we did on the podcast, which was episode number three. And for those of you that haven't been with us full time, you'd think, hey, Zach didn't start with the podcast with us, but joined on very quickly. You'd think he was our very first guest. But if you go back to episode number three, Dwayne Garrow was actually our very first guest. And we did that one on, uh, I remember the holiday because I remember sitting in down here drinking coffee. And it was like a, a morning episode, if I remember correctly, about having coffee, doing that recording one. And we did our very first go at uh, at guess who, and then Zach was our secondary guest. Uh, he he came on for free, not free agent frenzy for uh, uh, for rookie preview episode one, rookie preview episode number two, and then was full time. Uh, we did the interview with uh, Super Bowl uh, champion Witherspoon episode eight, and then episode nine we did um, the first game show with Zach when we had the NC squared pod on with us we did fantasy feud and that's kind of where our first i guess nine episodes went uh and a little bit of uh pre uh prehistory i guess of uh of our podcast but we'll uh we'll get things going here but uh armin big w on the weekend boys are still going uh, i think you guys got the crosstown rivalry coming up this week as well yeah we uh we pulled it out one when it mattered most and uh made it to the to the playoffs to the dance and uh we're we're playing Carlton on Thursday night. Uh, if you're if you're listening to this before the game, the papers have it wrong. They say Friday night. It is Thursday night at six thirty at PMP. All right, people. So come out, watch some good high school football. The crosstown rivals in PA going at each other in the playoffs. Hopefully, we can uh, close that gap and make it a good close game, and hopefully pull out a W if uh, all things go right. Absolutely. And Zach, you guys are um highly you guys are in tier two playoffs coming up this week as well. On we will be in tier two in, in two weeks. This oh, yeah. uh this last game is our regular season finale. So so this is but you guys are already solidified as like the two seed, right? In tier two? Uh no, well, I guess sure you can say that. Uh, this year with with the with the rural North League, there's only two teams: the uh, the five seed from five A and the five seed from six A. Okay. So there's it's not like a a playoff like it used to be when uh, when you and I were at St. Mary. Yeah, a little bit different, I guess, with everything changing up this year. Um, okay, I guess. Well, let's get things going. I, my weekend was I don't know, pretty chill. Watched some football, and that was pretty much it. Clean the garage. <laughs> made, a, made a terrible bet with Zach on SE versus uh, Notre Dame, but we'll just skip past that one and continue on our merry way here. Um, one thing I forgot to mention during this episode, we are going to have a little catchphrase um, and I'll even give a little disclaimer right before I do it, but it'll have a catchphrase that we're going to say. And if you listen to this episode and you jump on our socials and you're the first person to comment it on our socials, uh, we have a 22 fresh care package for you a little special prize for our 100th episode so with that package uh we have um i just got to finish putting it all together we have hoodies we have sweats we have hats and we have t-shirts and i'm going to put a little package of of a variety of some of these things all together and uh first person to comment that little catchphrase that will get dropped at some random point later on in this episode will be our winner so uh for those of you listening especially our loyal listeners chance to win uh some some good prizes 
uh, not only from us, but also our major sponsor of the year, two years running 22 fresh as well. So we'll get things going here. We got our 22 fresh quick question of the week and uh, we're entering into week number seven. Now we're, well, we're recording here Monday nights just because of uh, a little bit of a longer episode and give a, give some, some time to get everything out and published and whatnot, but watching the Monday nighter here. So some things may change maybe based on this one, but our question here is through six weeks, who is currently a player that is looking like the value player of the year? Maybe this is a player that was undrafted or, uh, you know, later, later draft pick um, back in of your rounds, but one of those dart throw type players. Uh, but right now are, are bringing in a lot of fantasy points and, and uh, Zach, let's, uh, let's start with uh, your, your uh, value player here. Yeah, you bet. Uh, my choice for the value player was Puka Nakua. Um, this was somebody that was likely going undrafted in, in a lot of leagues. And if he was drafted, I, I just had it here. I think he was like wide receiver 86 on, on fantasy pros, something way, way down the way. Um, oh, pardon me. He was wide receiver 90, uh, player 280. So most likely not drafted in most 10 or 12 team leagues. Maybe somebody, uh, you know, had some good, some good uh, insight and, and picked them up at the end of their draft. But for the most part, likely uh, went undrafted. And on the season, he has been nothing short of fantastic coming in at wide receiver seven in half point PPR leagues, uh, averaging uh, just over 16 points per game. He, uh, I'm gonna put a feather in my cap on this one. Um, I was helping a buddy uh, draft. He was in our charity league, and I wasn't in the charity league. So he's like, "Hey, I need some help drafting." So we got together, had a beer, and did the draft together. And I was trying to be real sneaky and telling him, "Take Van Jefferson with your last pick, or like second to last pick." But by that point, some of the hype was going a little bit. You know that obviously uh, Cup was gonna miss time, and he went, I think, the third last round. And we're getting to the nitty gritty and there was like not a lot happening. And I said to him with your last pick, take Puka Nakua. I think he had the second last pick of the entire draft in a 16 team league. So, I mean, like what a difference maker that is for, especially our charity league. It's a 16 team league where like depth is incredibly hard to find, especially like studs. So to be able to add a guy like that, a, a massive difference maker at the end of your draft is, is, uh, you know, is, is a huge improvement to your, to your roster. But Armin, let's uh, let's hit yours here because this one, even though uh, a bit of an injury to end the uh, the game here in week six, so might be having a pivot here as we enter week seven. But your guy has been a a stud throughout this uh, the fantasy season so far. Yeah, so so far, um, Kyron Williams has been the uh, workhorse back in the Rams offense and. Um, it's great to see another great Rams running back putting up great fantasy points so far in the season. He is RB number four in half point PPR. He's averaging 17.43 games points per game. Um, and he's just, he's looking overall awesome. Um, he's getting, um, workhorse opportunities. He's getting lots of touches. He's being efficient with his touches for the most part. Um, and he's getting, he's able to catch the ball of the backfield as well. And he's been a godsend. I know I was able to actually pick him up in a dynasty league just off the waiver wire in the first week. And I was pretty pumped about that. And he went pretty well undrafted. I would say I, I wasn't in any drafts where he was drafted and, um, he was a waiver wire guy. Cause everyone was thinking Cam Akers. Um, would be the the guy in that offense if if there was to be a running back to target and turned out nope <laughs> <laughs> hey I think they'd be pretty happy to have Cam Akers right now especially with possibly missing Kyron Williams for some time but yeah he's been uh he's been an excellent ad um my guy's kind of similar theme it was either undrafted or was a, a late round draft pick uh he was the wide receiver in, in half point PPR he was the wide receiver 53 uh, and he was 138th overall. Um, so very much a back-end guy, if not undrafted. And he is currently the number four wide receiver on the season. And he is the number 20th overall player. So that's including Qs, that's including RPs, that's including everybody. And this guy was left for dead. And 
I mean, the math made sense. He's 33 years old, um, joining a new team uh, with a brand new quarterback, rookie quarterback as well. So, I mean, the, the math didn't really math. And in week one, he put up 2.2 fantasy points. So even if he was drafted, he was very much very likely to be dropped. But since he's put up 16.9, 26, 11.7, 22.2, and 23 fantasy points, has got four touchdowns on the season and has looked very, very good. And that's Adam Thielen. His career has been spectacular. He had a lot of success uh, in Minnesota, but he is currently having a ton of success right now in Carolina. And uh, if you were the same as any of the guys we've mentioned so far of these three names, if you were lucky enough to have them on your roster uh, or pick them up through free agency or what have you, um, I'd be hard pressed to, to see that your team is not um, you know, doing very, very well this season because those those late round dart throw type players that those those make the big difference because everybody has studs. Everybody has the studs. Everybody has the really good top players. But when you hit those late round picks, those those set you apart from the rest. So a um, little fun to start the uh, pod here, but we'll get into some of the, uh, you know, the not so great stuff. We've got some injuries to talk about this week, uh, some that we know definitive that we know what to expect moving forward. And some that are still up in there because we are recording the Monday. We're still kind of waiting for for a little bit of the news, but uh, we'll we'll get into it. I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. I'm Ron Burgundy. So it seemed like. I don't know if uh, if I if I'm just feeling this way or if if everybody's feeling this way from a fantasy perspective. But watching this football season, this football week was was frustrating because it seemed like lots of players were getting hurt and then would leave and then come back. Some got hurt quick and then didn't come back. Like Tyreek, I think he went to the locker room two or three times. Kind of kept saying, "Okay, is he actually hurt?" No, he was you know doing cramps or winded. Or then there's Debo who got you know knocked out quick. There was Montgomery that got knocked out quick. So we're we're gonna have some uh, you know some some work to do here. CMC uh, he uh, injured his oblique, uh, so his timeline. They're doing some MRIs to figure out what his situation is. Now does he miss one week, two weeks, three weeks? No time. Um, we're gonna have to wait and find that one out. So, like CMC's having an unbelievable season. The only thing that was gonna put it to a halt was was an injury. So we're gonna figure that one out. Uh, continue on San Francisco. Debo uh, had the shoulder injury. I mentioned he got knocked out early, and they expected. You know, the, the original reports was that it was gonna be pretty serious and look good. Uh, now the reports have come out that it's not as serious as they thought, and they are considering him day to day. I would not expect him to play this upcoming week, but uh, that being said. Uh, how much time does he miss? Uh, still, once again, we're still trying to figure it out. Uh, another one, Damian Harris, the injury last uh, last night, Sunday nighter. That was a, a very scary injury, but now they have announced that uh, they're going to be bringing in four netter, Zach's boy four netter. He's coming <laughs> in for uh, for a visit uh, for the Bills. And I do know that if that is a, a signing that happens, that is going to be a very popular waiver wire addition uh, this upcoming, uh, upcoming waiver wire period. So that'll be one to uh, watch out for. Uh, David Montgomery from the Lions uh, exited pretty early as well uh, with a rib injury. That's something that he you know, had missed time with in Chicago for a couple seasons was uh, rib injuries. Uh, they're already saying they're expecting him to miss the Sunday, which if you looked at the Lions depth chart for running back, it's not great right now. It's like injury, 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 injury. It was David Montgomery and then Craig Reynolds. Uh, so Craig Reynolds and then end of list, like every single one of the running backs, including their depth chart slash like second team running backs are all injured. Um, so Craig Reynolds will also be a pretty popular name come waiver wire time. Uh, if not anybody else that can, they maybe pick up or a veteran body, uh, or I guess maybe if Gibbs is healthy and ready to go this upcoming week, then you'll be all systems go for Gibbs. I'd imagine, uh, Justin Fields expected to miss some time with a dislocated thumb. They're saying it's all going to come down to his grip on the box. It is his throwing thumb. So, uh, that's less than ideal. Trevor Lawrence suffers an injury at the end of the game. We don't know much for that, but he did miss the last minute and a half of that game. And Kyron Williams suffered an ankle injury still up in the air on that one too. So lots of injuries to go through. Unfortunately, because we are recording a little bit earlier on the Monday again here, uh, we don't have definitive answers for a lot of this, but uh, I'll try and get up on the socials and keep you up to date as much as possible throughout the week. But um, we're getting to studs and duds here and, uh, and then we'll get ourselves into week, uh, week seven. So, um studs and duds we'll uh i'll fire this one up first 
and uh, I got to stay on the Detroit Lions train because uh, my boys are currently tied for the number one team in the NFL, and I don't know if I've ever been able to say that in my entire life. So I'm going to proudly mention <laughs> that right now. Um, that started off slow. It wasn't the most entertaining first half of the second half they really poured it on. And that was very much to the, uh, to the success of a modern St. Brown he had 15 targets, which is absolutely insane. Uh, 12 receptions, 124 yards and one touchdown. That should not have been a touchdown. Like he got hit on a slant. I think it was 35 yards out and there was four or five, defenders that were rallying around him he bubbled out and somehow uh a scored on this on this quick hitter and it, it was yeah it, it was hard to believe he actually scored but he had a, a very very good game uh, for 24.2 fantasy points and the Detroit Lions are five and one and tied for number one in the NFL so LFG let's go let's let's go Detroit line time baby um Zach yeah, I, I kind of figured you were putting this one in the docket. This was an unbelievable start call last week. And I got to give a little shout out to us. We, all three of our starts of the week, were all three very, very good this week here. So, uh, Zach, your stud of the week. Uh, let, let's hear it. You bet. Uh, my stud was none other than Raheem Mostert, uh, running back for the Miami Dolphins. 32.7 half point PPR points. Uh, good for running back number one on the week. Um, when it's just him in that backfield, it is a fantastic start. Um, without a chain, it's his backfield, and uh, he showed that he is more than capable of carrying the load. Uh, nearly had a season high in rushing attempts with 17, 115 yards, uh, two touchdowns on the ground as well as three receptions for 17 yards and a score through the air. So uh, when that offense is clicking like it is, uh, Raheem Mostert is an easy person to have in your lineup. Yeah, he he just, whenever he had the ball, it was like, he's going to score. He's going to score. And it was interesting <laughs> to see because they were down 14 rip quick. And I was like, oh boy, because I picked Miami to be my survivor pick for the week for my for my one fantasy league. And I was like, this is not good. And so I thought, okay, they're going to air the ball out more. Maybe Mostert's going to get phased out, maybe get some screen work, but it might be more of a Waddle and Tyreek game. And Waddle got the first touchdown of the game. And then Mostert kind of started tearing it up. I think he got the next one. Uh, I think Hill got the one after that. I think it was Mostert, Mostert again. And he uh, he had quite the week. Um, sorry, Armin, I didn't see your start of the week. And I started hyping him up, I guess, mid, <laughs> mid-talk about Zach's. But uh, let's hear yours. <laughs> Uh, yeah, my, uh, my stud of the week is Tyreek Hill and he got 26.3 fantasy points and half point PPR, six receptions for 163 yards and one touchdown. Um, yeah, um, dependable, efficient, just explosive and everything he does. It's, it's pretty wild how, uh, how explosive Tyreek Hill is in that offense as well. Like that Miami offense can just score from anywhere on the field at any time, which is terrifying for defenses. Now then not so good stuff. Speaking of not so good stuff, I was just watching the Monday Nighter here and I don't know what happened if he muffed a punt or what, but uh, Chargers is getting the ball back here with uh, not a lot of time left in the fourth. Um, My dud is unfortunately this, I think this is the first time we can say this all season. Zach talked about him, how uh, he's been a shining star start the year but uh, this past week was not so great and he had uh 4.6 fantasy points that's puka nakua uh this is the worst performance so far in his uh in his very short career uh but he had seven targets which you know is good especially in that offense uh it wasn't the most entertaining football game to start to very very slow but then it started picking it up but unfortunately cup was the uh, the benefactor of that. He had seven targets, four receptions, and only 26 yards for 4.6 fantasy points. So not the uh, not the best uh, week for him, but uh, definitely not something I'd be overly concerned about moving forward. I still think it's all systems go for Pukunakua. Uh, Zach, this one, this one I am a little bit concerned about, like about him moving forward. I know he is hampering an injury right now, but uh, he is being definitely outplayed by their number two wide receiver who I know we've talked about a little bit um, off the pod, but uh, this one that you're about to share, I am a little bit concerned about. 
Yeah, I, I couldn't have said it better myself. Um, just like you said, Puka was somebody that you're not worried about. Yeah, like you said, Devontae Adams is somebody that I am concerned about as somebody that has him in a, a few leagues. Um, Adams had a season low uh, in receptions this week with two uh, two receptions for 29 yards and no scores. And really, on one of those receptions, it was 21 yards. So, you know, make that more of like a, a normal reception for like 10 or 12. It's really cutting that total down uh, to less than 20. Um, and I don't know if you and I share the same concerns. My concerns isn't so much about Jacoby Myers uh, or even necessarily the injury that he has but it's the injury to Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, He left uh, that game yesterday afternoon with a back injury. And as of this afternoon, he was still under observation. So it seems like to me, if, if Garoppolo misses any length of time, you're looking at Brian Hoyer or maybe possibly Aiden O'Connell, the rookie from Purdue question mark. I'm not too sure. Um, So Garoppolo isn't going to set the world on fire, but he's a heck of a lot better than than either of those two guys. And at this point in the season, I don't think you're finding anybody anybody better uh, than Garoppolo as a free agent. So it might be it might be a down back two thirds of the season here for for Adams. Uh, first of all, you are correct with the Purdue call for uh, Aiden O'Connell. So good for you because not a lot of people will be able to say that. Uh, and he also has already started this season in week four, and he put up 2.32 fantasy points against the Chargers, who are the number one team to throw the ball against. Uh, he had 24 completions on 39 attempts, 238, one interception, and one tutty for 2.32. So, I mean, that's that line is a not or sorry, zero tutties, one interception. So, not a great, uh, not a great showing in his rookie game against the worst passing defense in the NFL. So not a lot of confidence there moving forward. Uh, Armin, your, um, your dud of the week. Yeah. My, uh, my dud of the week was actually my sit of the week. So I had to toot my own horn a little bit here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. (laughs) And that was Damian Pierce. He put up only 3.4 fantasy points, 13, uh, carries for 34 yards nothing in the passing game to to speak of um yeah I'm kind of like with Devontae Adams I'm a little concerned about Damian Pierce um he was supposed to be a workhorse back a lot of people were drafting him as one of their primary go-to start every week backs and he's kind of had a few rough weeks here so um hopefully you can turn it around but uh I am a little concerned about him. Not as much as Devontae Adams, So I am. I share your guys' sentiment with Devontae there. I'm really concerned about him. I got him in Dynasty if you want to buy him, Armand. Real cheap. I'm trying to sell him <laughs> in a different league. Oh, we'll do a swap. One league swap. <laughs> um, okay, moving forward here. Uh, we are moving away from week six. Still kind of curious on how this uh, Monday Nighter goes down. Uh, but we'll wrap up week six on the podcast here. Uh, with the Packers and the Steelers coming back off the bye week. And we enter one of our bipocalypse, one of our biggest bye weeks of the season is week seven here. We have the Carolina Panthers, the Cincinnati Bengals, the Dallas Cowboys, the Houston Texans, the New York Jets, and the Tennessee Titans all going on bye week. Uh, so it's a big bye week. This one, I know, let's look at some of our starts of the week here. Some of them are a bit of a grasp, but I mean, you're going to be in that situation come this week because listing some of those teams, not only is there studs that aren't playing, but there's also some players that are on the depth charts that, uh, you know, you, you have in the back end of your, of your, of your bench. That's like, okay, pull pin in emergency. And then this week very well could be that pull pin emergency week. So um, we'll get into our starts, but before we do that, Last week, I just got to mention this out. Like, our Raheem Mostert, Jordan Addison, Drake London were all three of our starts of the week, and they all three smashed. Um, and even, like, our sits of the week were all pretty good, too. So, um, Michael Pittman had himself a pretty good game. It all happened pretty late in some garbage time there. So, I mean, that's kind of like a, 
an unfortunate one where for the most part, he didn't do a whole lot that, that game until the very end. But yeah, we, uh, Damien Pierce, Jerome Ford, all, all good uh, calls on the sits. So we'll fire it up here and we'll try and go six for six. Cause so far we've gone five for six, but uh, Zach, we'll start things off with uh, your start of the week. Alrighty. So I am thinking of starting DeAndre Swift against the Miami Dolphins. This one might be something that comes and bites me in the butt. Uh, but I, I'm just thinking this game is going to be a, a high-scoring affair uh, with the Dolphins. And I'm thinking with uh, with both uh, Smith and, and Brown, uh, the Dolphins might look to take them away and make the Dolphins – or make the Eagles, pardon me, move the ball more so on the ground or use their secondary weapons. And and to me, DeAndre Swift is that that perfect secondary weapon. So if it's not Swift getting some of those uh, checkdowns or uh, alternate throws, then it's going to be Dallas Goddard in that offense. So if you're not already starting Swift, this is a week that you definitely want to start Swift. What I'll say with that too, Zach, and support for you, is uh, you got to think with how explosive Miami's offense is, is that Philly's going to want a lot of ball control in this game too. Yeah. Well, yeah, you don't want to put the ball <laughs> ball in the uh, all-team track uh, offense there. But um, Armand, your start of the week. My start of the week is a guy who's been kind of struggling this week, but uh, he is starting to look a little bit more like the Javante Williams we all know and love. And he's got a good matchup against Green Bay. Um, so we're looking for Javante Williams to finally have a bit of a breakout here. Um, I tried it earlier this year, a few weeks ago on the pod, and then he ended up getting injured in that game. So hopefully I'm not uh, bad omens for him and causing another injury, knock on wood. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm looking for Javante Williams to finally have a, a good matchup here and be the only bright spark spot in a terrible um broncos offense okay when i said some of these are ugly i meant more or less like mine's real ugly because like this one is gutsy but uh it's trending in the right direction so i'm in a spot where i'm missing a lot of my wide receivers this upcoming week uh and a guy that is on lots of people's waiver wires not everybody's but lots of waiver wires if not definitely deep on the benches is reishi rice uh, rookie wide receiver from the Kansas, uh, Kansas City Chiefs. And looking at his stat line, he's a guy that's um, week one against the Lions. He had a touchdown, which definitely bolstered his stat line because he had five targets, three receptions, 29 yards. Uh, but the last two weeks, he got 13.3 fantasy points. And then this past week against Denver, 11.2 fantasy points. Uh, the targets are hanging around that five, six. He's got a seven uh, in week three. Uh, but right now we're seeing a nicked up Travis Kelsey uh, still coming back off his injury. And he had um, a high ankle sprain uh, in that game. So we're looking at a situation where Travis Kelsey isn't going to be as explosive as we've seen, maybe more of a red zone type guy. Uh, and Rishi Rice is slowly gaining more of the confidence of Mahomes. His targets are starting to go up. Last week, he didn't have a touchdown. Or this past week, uh, week six, he even have a touchdown, four receptions for 72 yards. Uh, for 11.2 fantasy points and for a guy that is either waiver wire or pretty low on the uh, on the depth chart there he's a guy that uh, you can plug and play if you're uh, missing quite a few of your wide receivers so uh, going into the sits uh, Zach will score right back around the horn so this sit uh, is or has nothing to do with what he's done and that is DJ Moore, who over the past few weeks has been a absolute stud. And I think single-handedly won a lot of people weeks last week. Um, but with DJ Moore, uh, with his quarterback, with uh, Justin Fields, looking like he's going to miss this week's game for sure, I don't have much confidence in, in the backup uh, in, in Chicago. And for as uh, nifty as it was for me to pull out that Aiden O'Connell stat about <laughs> Purdue, I have no idea where the heck they found the backup in Chicago, let alone who he is. So 
I would not be excited to start any skill players uh, for the Bears offense. I'm just trying to think of who they're – I had to look it up. It's Tyson Bagend. And then Nathan Peterman. Nathan Peterman, he's been around the league. He's a he's a journeyman. Yeah, I knew it was the the the, like I knew it was something obscure, and I it was that first guy that (laughs) got game time yesterday. I think. Yeah, because Peterman played for Pitt, right? Like he's actually kind of like a common name. Yeah, he's been. Yeah, he's played or started games often on the past couple of years. Okay, well, if you didn't know, know, sorry, go ahead, Armin. I was going to say, and to take a little bit of a dig at Justin Fields here, that what everybody jokes about, the Chicago Bears are going to actually have a quarterback playing quarterback this week instead of <laughs> hey running yo, back. Hey yo. if, you didn't, if you didn't know who Tyson Bagent, if you're pronouncing that right, I don't even know. If you didn't know who that was, you also probably don't know where his university was because he played for Shepard. So um, not too sure who he is, not too sure <laughs> who the college is. I don't blame you one bit on that one, Zach, so I won't fault you for that one. Uh, before we go to Armin's here, uh, I just want to mention too about my Rishi Rice take. They're also playing the Chargers, who I previously mentioned are the worst passing defense in the NFL too. So I'm just going to mention that one out there for us to say that. But Armin, you're you're sit of the week here. This is a juicy one. This is a juicy, juicy. I'm not going to lie to you. You know, I'm always looking for that juicy sit of the week. You know, um, it's no fun just giving you a guy that's a fringe startable player to say sit. I got to go for, for starters. I'm out for blood here. And I'm saying Raheem Mostert, and it's kind of, you know, Zach was saying DeAndre Swift started him, and I, I kind of jumped in there, and I said, look, Philly's going to want to control the ball. Miami, if it all goes according to to my master plan in my head that uh, that Philly's got for a game plan, is uh, – Mostert's not going to get many opportunities with the ball, and hopefully they're in negative game scripts, so they won't be uh, running it as much. Um, so, yeah, I'm going Mostert. Plus, Philly is a good defense. It might be one of the better, besides Buffalo. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Hey, don't might be the best defense they played this year. Throw, don't throw shade on my lines here, boy. They went from, <laughs> they went from the worst rushing defense in the NFL to the number one rushing defense in the NFL, so. Let's go. That's two. That's the two of their two of their six games. They've held a team without a touchdown. So come on, come on, Armin. Best defense in the NFL. This is this what it's been like your whole life, Zach, being a Pats fan, where like it's just like my team is good, and so suck on it. Like that's kind of what yeah. I'm feeling right now. It's uh basically like being Lord Farquaad in Shrek. You're just <laughs> kind of shaking that hand. Like some of you may die. Yeah, that's okay. You know, David Montgomery's out. It's okay. We're just going to keep going. Bran- Branch has been out. Oh, it's okay. We're just going to keep going. We may yeah. never lose again. The wheel never stops. No, exactly. This is uh, uncharted territory for me. Very much the opposite end of the spectrum here. So <laughs> um, my set of the week, uh, I'm I'm hyping up my lines. I just said it. They are the number one rushing defense in the NFL right now, giving up the league least 8.5 fantasy points to the running back position. Now, this is going to be an interesting one because if you've watched the Baltimore Ravens recently, they look like one of the most dysfunctional offenses in the NFL. Um we already know that Lamar Jackson is the running slash passing, not as periodically type running back, but his passing has looked very, very poor. Um, and he has not been running the ball as much as he has in the past. Then you mix in the combination of Gus Edwards and Justice Hill. Right now, Gus Edwards has not been great. Uh, his last couple starts, I know in week two against Cincinnati, he had a, a pretty good game. But since then, it's been five, five, four, and five. Um I'm looking to sit Gus Edwards. I know, like I said, it's a bipocalypse. You might be in a pinch where you need to start one of these uh, running backs. But, I mean, even Justice Hill, he's one of the guys that goes in for the goal line, and he's their more you know, third-down type receiving back. So um, I would be I would be very hard-pressed to say I need to start Gus Edwards in a league, uh, even, even if your uh, your running backs are on bye week or hurt there's got to be better options with more upside in this upcoming week in, in week seven than, than Gus Edwards. So I'd be looking to sit him um, and trying to find some better options. Okay. Here is our 100th episode fun time, I guess. And, and we threw around the idea of possibly doing like um, doing a mid season um, 
what's it called fantasy feud where like we could do some like in-season fantasy questions and stuff like that and, and give a little bit of fun but um not to mention that it's kind of hard to throw some of the stuff on social media is last second while the mid while season is on the plan and prep and get it all ready to go and it's it was just the time time limit was gonna be difficult with the mid-season of stuff happening but like i said our very first game show we ever did in the pod was guess who so i think it's only thing that we do this there's um a bit of a theme i'll throw that out to you before but it is the throwback 100th episode throwing it all the way back so this is going to be a fun one here for these guys to uh, try and figure out these guests who um, I have three players and we'll do it as a standard, uh, you know, we'll do it as a standard wager. I don't know if you guys want to do a gentleman's wager, if you guys want to do a, a wager wheel, but uh, this is one where you two will be playing and I will be just the, the, uh, the game show host here. So I'll allow you two to uh, decide that one. Well, Zach, uh, what do you want to do when you lose here? <laughs> uh, yeah, we could do, uh, we could either do a like a six pack or a four pack of, of your choosing, and yeah. we could just uh, get around the next time we're together. Either or, get around. Hey, That's get around. Point. I vote for that one because uh, me as the host, I automatically get lumped in on that uh, get around. So, <laughs> so I, I vote. I vote that one. It's hard to get me a four pack, but I mean the the get around. I'm definitely on that one. So I just uh, say the round is doubles or schooners. Ooh, I like it. I'm I'm Wait. in for it. Well, then it has to be a Friday night at Dino's in Saskatoon. <laughs> Triple spender, ten bucks, baby. Yeah. Fishbowl hey, Friday. Yeah. Hashtag hashtag not a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> all right so we are ready to go here um standard scoring as per usual uh you get five points if you get on the first guess four points on the second all the way down to one point on the last one and and zero points if you uh don't guess it at all but before we start here is your chance at your giveaway get out there get on our socials i'm gonna post the 100th episode cover uh a day before uh, we actually go live with this episode, so I know it's up and running, so that way nobody's waiting for me. Um, and what you're going to type into the comment section is 306 Fantasy Helps Sask Charities. So if you type that in there, it has to be something unique so people can't just guess and type something randomly in there. But if you get that code 306 Fantasy Helps Sask Charities, that is what will win you the 22 fresh care package for the 100th uh, episode. So get in there, get your chance to win. Now back to the game. So my first one here, we are going to go with, so you guys are ready to rock and roll here. Uh, the clue, the first clue is, I played for seven seasons, or I have played, sorry, for seven seasons, and I have 92 games played. 473 receptions, 6,032 all-purpose yards with a total of 33 touchdowns. So a lot of math to throw at you. <laughs> no kidding, Frick. Hey, that was a pretty revealing first clue, though. If you insist. <laughs> I'm going to guess by the looks on both of your faces that you would like another clue. Yeah, Is this please. current player or are you letting us know that? They're all current. They're all still currently active players. Right. Uh, question or hint number two. I've played for the same team for all seven seasons, but I've worn two different jersey numbers, number 12 and number 14. All right. Armin's really pondering here. These were times where I still <laughs> wish we posted on YouTube. <laughs> Armin, do you want me to continue? Uh, yeah. Okay, hint number three. I'm a one-time pro bowler as well as a one-time Super Bowl champ. I'm locking it. I'm sending it to you. Okay. I'm not very confident, but I'm a little confident. Hmm. It's a good guess, Arma, but I'm pretty sure he's worn the same number his entire career. And he doesn't, he's never worn 12 or 14. So where am I smoking? I thought he was. 
That's a good <laughs> guess, though. That's a good guess. His number splits the difference. So nah. yeah, that's what you're thinking. Zach, are you locking it in or are you? Uh, no, I no idea. Okay, number four. I currently have a former 101 draft pick as my quarterback. Okay. Okay. Are you going to make a guess or you want me to give you the fifth one? Just give me the fifth one. I currently play in the NFC South. Uh, Jiminy Cricket. That's not super helpful for me. Now I have to think. NFC South. Okay, I'll give while you're thinking, I'll give you a second. I'll give you the whole recap. I've played for seven seasons and I've had 92 games, 473 receptions, 6,032 all purpose yards with 33 tutties. I've played for the same team for my entire seven year career and I've worn two different jersey numbers, number 12 and number 14. I'm a one time Pro Bowler, one time Super Bowl champ. I currently have a former 101 quarterback drafted as my quarterback and I currently play in the NFC South. Okay, so in the NFC South, right? Yep. No Googling, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, this would be the, this would be the toughest Google search ever. There's a, there's a hefty wager here on the line, so. Yeah. Okay, you want me to send it to you? Yep. Right. Jordan, I think I was uh, one off. Yeah, you had the right team, Armin. Yeah. Wreck. He had the right team in his jersey number split the difference of the other two jersey numbers. <laughs> Did you send it, Zach? I didn't get it. Oh, that is very clearly the wrong carrier. I'll have to apologize later. <laughs> it's like, why are you sending me the name of this guy that <laughs> plays in the NFC South? Yeah. Uh, I'm seeing him tomorrow. Be a funny story. Hey, Zach, you got it right. Yay! So Armin guessed Mike Evans, which, like, from the third one, he locked in pretty good. Like, he had the same team. The, the, you had everything locked except for he was number 13. I think he's always been number 13. Um, and he's been in the season, I think, longer than seven. So I think he's been in uh, for nine or ten seasons. Um, but, uh, Zach, you got that one right. Chris Godwin. The uh, He gave up number 12 for TB12, and that's when he went oh. to uh, number 14. So Chris Godwin was the first one. So uh, Zach, you get one point. Heck yeah. Okay, one to nothing. <laughs> Player number two. Are you ready? I started in the league in 2017, and I've played for the same team my entire career. Oh, another same team player. You want to take a guess? hint number two i've been a 1000 yard rusher three times in my career and i have a total of 7268 all-purpose yards in my career how many 1000 yard seasons three three 1000 yard rusher three times with a total of 7,268 7, all-purpose yards. Another hint? Yes, please. This year, I only have 141 all-purpose yards. I want to send it to you right meow. Okay. If I can spell his name. Jeez Louise. <laughs> Armin, do you uh, want to take a Oof. shot? That's not even nice. Uh, there we go. Mm, Zach, good guess. No, that's not very promising. I wouldn't tell if you're right, anyways. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so, same team and higher career. Oh, shoot. Forgot about that one. We <laughs> suck again. <laughs> So I, I can tell you, Zach, you're wrong. Sorry. Yeah. 3,000 yard seasons, but barely any this year so far. Okay, Armin, I'm going to hit number four. Okay. In 2019, 
I had 19 touchdowns, but was not a pro bowler that year. The following year was my first and only pro bowl in 2020. Actually, hold on. Let me check that. I got to confirm that. I don't know if that was actually his only. Hold on. Sorry. But regardless, he was a pro bowler in 2020. I think I have it. Yeah, I'm sending it. Okay. Yeah, he was only a one-time Pro Bowler. Armand, you guessed correctly. The final hint here was uh, I play in the NFC North, and that is Aaron Jones. For some reason, that uh, 19 touchdowns in 2019 is burnt into my memory forever. Well, because nobody thought he could redo it for uh, how many years? Yeah. Because he had uh, 19, I think he had 11 the following year, but uh, was really good. But, yeah, he uh, started in 2017, been a Packer his entire career, even though uh, we were talking about him in free Asian frenzy a couple times about possibly going to Miami or, or being a big-ticket guy. 1,000-yard rusher three times, but uh, gets a lot done in the in the receiving game as well for the yardage. Uh, this year, he's only played two games, so 141 all-purpose yards makes sense. And a 2020 Pro Bowler, there you go. So Armin is up two to one with our last one left. Jiminy Cricket. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> Hint number one. I started in the NFL in 2017 and have a oh. total of 2,250 all-purpose yards. Oh, that is that's pretty low considering the other guys we've had. Yeah. Okay. Hit number two. I've played for three teams in my career and have worn the same number for all three teams. Number 81. Uh. Okay, next one. Yeah, I think so. My best season was in 2020 when I had nine touchdowns. Need another. This this next one might uh this next one to walk me to the well on this one, I think. This next one's a revealing hint. I'm currently not I'm currently not considered the number one at my position on my team, but I'm currently outscoring him. I have it season. Sent. Yeah, I'll send it to Do I get extra points for being the first one? <laughs> you don't, but doesn't matter. You have to be right, I guess. And the final hint is I play in the NFC South, but previously oh. played for the New England Patriots and the Tennessee Titans. Armand, you were right. Jonu Smith. Oh. Armand wins four to one. And so yeah, baby. He uh started in 2017. Uh the the common thread, I don't know if you guys picked up on this. These are all three names that we talked about big time on our very first episode. We talked about uh big ticket guys signing big contracts. Some uh, went with different teams, some stayed put. Aaron Jones and Chris Godwin were two that stayed put. Jonas Smith signed that deal with New England after his nine touchdown season in 2020. And that is when we uh started the pod. So these were all three names that we uh consumed a lot of our our time in uh, episode number one, I was, I was actually looking back and I'm just going to take a second here to soak this one in. Uh, we talked about Dak getting his big contract, which is not looking so great uh, right now for, for Dallas, even though actually they just won. So I'll take that back, but I mean, four and two. Okay. <laughs> Texans willing to let Watson sit out the 2021 season. <laughs> a lot of information was released uh, after this. Uh, franchise tag, Allen Robinson and Godwin, and then re- reconstruction of uh, Big Ben's contract for one year. Talked about Kenny Galladay, like uh, the guy that's no longer in the NFL, Kenny Galladay, signed jersey on my wall. Uh, we talked about uh, Chris Carson, Kenyon Drake, Rob Gronkowski, Hunter Henry. He was in consideration for this one too. Cam Newton, Andy Dalton, Alex Smith, holy man, Tyrod Taylor. He just made a start here on Sunday nighter. Uh, Tevin Coleman, 
geez, some of these names, uh, Marlon Mack, Duke Johnson, Todd Gurley, uh, Golden Tate, Deshaun Jackson, Sammy Watkins, Keegan Cole, uh, Tim Patrick, Nelson Aguilar. Those were simpler times. Yeah, Kyle Rudolph. Oh, boy. Like, we were really going back here. And uh, it took us a little over two years. What are we on our third year of the pod right now? So a little over two full years to, to hit episode 100 and then we did it. So, um, you know, a little bit of longer one, a little bit of fun game here to wrap things up, but uh, any closing remarks here, fellas, as we wrap up the historic episode number 100. Good game uh, to Dave Zito who uh, just beat me. Because of the Monday nighter, I was up two points. Eckler had a crappy game. It was my my guy that I had left, and he had Pillard and uh, and Josh Palmer, who both pulled it out for him. So, congrats, Dave Zito, on the win. Yeah, it's a tough one. I can't believe you just admitted that out loud on the pod. But <laughs> yeah, you got a big win here on the pod, though. So I'll, I'll let it. I'll let it slide. Four to yeah. one, there, Army. Good job, Zach. Uh, any closing remarks here uh, for our for episode? No, just uh, thanks for sticking around. If you've been a day one or like me, like a day four uh, listener, yeah, it's been uh, it's been a fun ride. <laughs> Continue to make some some adjustments on the go here, and it's been uh, it's been really it's well. I still think personally, like obviously, that's been fun. Every week we get a chance to you know BS and visit and talk about fantasy, and it's it's a lot of fun. At sometimes it seems like hey, when I'm sick or in the heart of football season it's uh it's hard to get this uh this episode rolling it's it feels like but my favorite is still when we get together for that super bowl party that is one of my favorite times of the year uh getting together and and slugging a lot of money together for charity and you know good food have some have some drinks and and watch a good football game that's one of my favorites so i know uh, there's been a lot of people that are day one listeners that have been to both super bowl parties as well too so that's it's awesome. It's been fun. It's been a good tradition and hopefully you keep the podcast rolling for, uh, for another hundred episodes and, and hopefully a handful more Super Bowls to go. So thanks for listening to uh, episode number 100 uh, of the fantasy football podcast and uh, good luck in your week seven matchups coming up here. Uh, thank you everybody on behalf of Zach Arman, uh, Lucas and myself, take care everybody. And uh, we'll talk soon.